tri-ball is ready. The Tri-Ball Pinball Podcast starts now. Welcome, everyone, to the Tri-Ball Pinball Podcast. I am Johnny Pinball. I am Matt McCarty. And I am Neil's dad. <laughs> Our special guest tonight, Tom Graff. Thank you, Tom, for being with us. <laughs> yeah, no applause needed. <laughs> we don't You're have welcome. a soundboard here. I can't. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, Joel has a soundboard, at least. Or actually, I'm You're the one. The soundboard. What am I talking about? <laughs> Joel, Joel makes me not talk. This is so, why. elephant in the room, guys. We haven't recorded in about two months. Whose fault is it? That would not be uh, Neil Graff, but we're not going to blame him too much because he is in college, um, hopefully doing very well and uh, exploring life. So let's let Neil be Neil. So we got the, you know, we got the best graph tonight. Yes. Yeah. My wife is <laughs> not here. <laughs> oh, that's good. You get the third best. All right. Well, let's kick off today's episode with a little talk of tournament pinball. The Super Series was just last weekend at District 82. District 82 Super Series. Yes, it was. Um, it was approximately six days of pinball if you played in Tilton Tuesday, which is their normal tournament, which, um, Johnny, you did play in. And then Wednesday night, they had a uh, classics tournament. And uh, Thursday, there was a 13-round group match play, followed by an eight-strike fair strike tournament. And Friday morning, a classic target—excuse uh, me, classic target match play to 30 points, and then a 10-strike progressive knockout. With the main event Saturday, with a 10-round two-bank group match play, so you played a modern and classic in every round for 10 rounds, and the top 24 made the finals. With a three-strike knockout for the um, people that didn't make the finals on Sunday. That's a lot of pinball. It was a lot of pinball. That, yeah, it's exhausting. And Tom was there longer <laughs> than anybody besides Mr. Eric Thorne, who did a great job keeping all the machines yep. working, um, running everything ship-shape, and special thanks to... Uh, Tony and Beth Trafka for keeping score and being there all the time too. It was a yeah, great event. It, it, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Like I complain about like streaming and stuff and doing other things there while I'm playing, but Eric to play at a high level and do all the stuff he does with T D, running the tournaments, uh you know, fixing games. That's amazing. Yeah, he, he made the top you know, eight of the big tournament. Of, which yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And those those games aren't set up, as a lot of people know. Uh, you know, they're, uh, they're set up for tournaments, and they're set up difficult. And, you know, my hat's off to Eric for, you know, doing all that. It's, it's pretty amazing. He does a, a super job. 
So the winner of the big super series for all the tournaments was Walt Wood from Colorado. And yeah, uh, Luke Nahorniak coming in second. And uh, Dalton, um, my biggest nemesis on Twitch, but love to see him in person. He, he is a very nice guy. Um, yeah, and Dalton, Dalton won two of the yeah. tournaments of the of the five well technically five i guess but uh there were six but one of them was kind of like warm a, up uh if you didn't make yeah although luke and walton i think nate played in the oh yeah they played the in the, the three strike the three strike yeah which is fine glad they did dave stewart took fourth in the overall series andy bagwell a big friend of the stream and uh Good, good guy. Helped me out tremendously this weekend. Uh, took fifth. Stephen Bowden, sixth. Richie Terry, seventh. And uh, Illinois native Jason Wardrick with eighth. Yeah, no real surprises in the, uh, the top names there. No. Um, now, I remember when Walt Wood made his, I think, his debut, at least for me, at Indisc. Was it two years ago where he's jumping around while he's yes. playing? Does he still have his grooves? Oh, yeah. Moves? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I was, I was playing a game. We, it was like the intermission and Walt and I, I, I always keep the stream on and I just happened to put it on stars and I, I was fooling around with stars and Walt comes over and he's like, Oh, can I play a game with you? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. He had the most amazing saves I've ever seen in one ball. And like, there were like three or four balls that I thought were just gone and he, he saved them and didn't tilt the game or anything. I was just like, you know, and the way he like, he'll like hit the ball and move away from the game, takes it, take his hands off of it. And then he gets right back on it. It's just freaking amazing. Nothing I could do. Could totally understand that technique. Taking the hands off the game. Yeah. You're like, Hey, I'm not touching it. Can't call foul. <laughs> Talking to the tilt Bob. But for the overall series, let's uh, get some notables that are, you know, with us right now. Well, Eric Thorne took 18th overall. Uh, Tom took 25th. Myself took 27th. And uh, Travis Meary of the Tri-Ball, or no, Triple Drain. I screw it up all the time. Took 31st, (laughs) probably because he didn't play in one tournament. Oh, did he come in late or something? He he missed a tournament. He just probably wanted to. Yeah, Travis. Travis told me he's like, I'm gonna sit this one out. Do you want me to announce? And I was like, Heck yeah! But uh, you know, it, it's a lot, and especially for Travis, you know, he played a lot of baseball and his knees are bad. So just just standing for like 12 to 15 hours consecutive days, uh, it's just just not good. <laughs> But I want to give a big uh, uh, shout-out to um, the winner of the main tournament, Max Senesak from Wisconsin. Pulled it off. Amazing play. Way to go, Max. Yeah. Thanks for representing. Thanks for for knocking me out of the uh, top 24, (laughs) Max, too. (laughs) Yeah, I have a quote from Max's uh, Facebook page here. I'm usually not one for tooting my own horn, but I had the biggest win of my pinball career today. I was the bottom qualifier, <laughs> but somehow kept it rocking all the way to the end. Toot fucking toot. 
<laughs> he deserves a two to yeah, one. Absolutely, that. that was that was great. And uh, yeah, he played he played great. You have to be proud of that. Great tournament tournaments plural. Um, Thorin did a great job. All the tournament directors. Um, Tom for streaming, Rachel Risto for helping out with the streams. Yes. Um, everybody, Andy Bagwell, Bob Matthews, Luke Nahorniak, uh, Beth and Tony Trafka, like I mentioned before, but they put in a ton of work because they're they here for do, leagues too. And it was a fantastic weekend. Yeah. So I've got a question for you guys. So I made sure. Tuesday cause that's our league night. Wednesday, he started it at 5, so I couldn't get there. So I really wanted to go Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Who won Wednesday? That was the classic knockoff tournament, if anyone remembers. Uh, I believe it was Stephen yeah. Bowden. Oh, Stephen Bowden. Okay. He was on fire up this weekend, too. Or, or did he win Or did he win Tilton? Probably both. Oh, now I got, I'm, I got it right here. It was Nate Grant that won Wednesday. Okay. That's all right. Do we know where he's from? I don't think I recognize that name. Uh, either, I think, North Carolina. Bowden, so. Bowden did win on Tilton Tuesday, and Nate Grant's dad basically knocked me out of the finals. Ken. Ken, very nice. Ken's very nice guy. All right, well, that takes us. Well, we already went over the total winners. I just kind of wanted to go down the, the full every day then. So that was Wednesday. Then looks like Thursday you had a 13-round group match play. Yes. Was that anything interesting happened in that one? Uh, <laughs> we played a lot of pinball. All right, so that one blurred. <laughs> there wasn't like a, you know, sometimes there's a big story where someone plays out a turn or someone <laughs> breaks a glass. There was a big story. I was playing great until the lunch break or dinner break or whatever we had, and then I tanked the rest of the tournament. That that's that's my big story on it. But yeah, it's uh, it was a. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of pinball as usual. The big story coming out of the weekend is the resurgence in the popularity on Twitch of the split flipper format. Tom oh, and Travis Murray were taking on all comers. <laughs> my split flipper, right. uh, unfortunately, my split flipper partner is in Minneapolis at school, Mr. Neil Graff. You're screwed. We'll take anyone on. I'll throw, <laughs> I'll throw the cash on the table. But uh, so they were doing that all this this weekend, and it was a lot of fun. So you plus or minus a couple hundred bucks? Well, I didn't. My partner's not here. Oh, Tom. I mean, Tom and Travis. Oh yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> we'll take on anybody. Throw throw the cash down. I uh, I'll just use Travis's wallet. It's no problem. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> he won't mind. Nope. Uh, Pinball Company can sponsor a couple of split flipper events. Oh, were they were they the premier sponsor again? Yes, yeah. Thank you to the Pinball Company. Yes. Stepping up to the plate. 100 times over. And that was pretty much the gist of the Super Series, kind of. Um, we can move on and talk about some of the game releases that have been premiering this week. Well, just one, basically, uh, from Barrels of Fun Pinball, and that would be Labyrinth. I have reordered time. I have turned the world upside down. And I have done it all for you. You remind me it's a babe. <laughs> Beware. I have been generous up until now. But 
I can be cruel. How are you enjoying my labyrinths? Okay, first of all, I have a question for you guys. Have you ever seen the movie? Uh, yes, I saw it because I knew we were going <laughs> to see the game. So I saw it this week. Uh, okay. Like, I've never, ever seen... I might have seen it when I was a child, but I do not recall it at all, to be honest. So, no, I'd have to say no. It's on Hulu, FYI. Yeah. Oh, it is? Okay, then I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, market research done there for Barrels of Fun. Three guys hadn't seen it. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, it looks... the. The play field looks interesting. It looks nice. They got a lot of toys on it from what I saw from the trailer. Yeah, there's there looks to be a lot going on, and I really like the, um, not the back box, but the backboard screen. That needed to happen again in pinball, and I'm glad it did. Yeah, but what about the art? Do you think the art looks crappy, or you okay with the art? No. No, I don't think, think so. Crappy? I'm Not setting you up because Johnny Crap did the playfield. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. No, actually, I, I I think it looks good. Yeah, I think it looks fine. It reminds me of Oktoberfest. It yeah, that's it's got a big Oktoberfest vibe coming from it. Little little medieval madness too, like the bricks and all that. Yeah, it fits the movie very well. So if I you guys just said you Tom has never seen it, and Matt saw mm-hmm. it like forty years ago. It's really fresh in my mind because I saw it uh, Saturday. So, I mean, the play field looks exactly like the like the movie. So it's it's very well integrated from that perspective. Um, I would rate the game or sorry, I'd rate the movie just kind of a meh on the meh scale. Uh, it's definitely geared towards kids, but yet I think it'd be scary for kids because those puppets are kind of scary. I, I heard it's uh, David Bowie meets the yeah, Muppets. Basically, it's Jim Henson. Yeah, I guess if he was on The Muppet Show and The Muppet Show was this movie, yes. He created The Muppets, uh, Johnny. Let's be respectful here. Jim Henson did not David Bowie. Oh, Bowie. You're talking about Bowie. Yes, talking about David. The singer dude, yeah. Okay. Would you buy the game at the current price, Matt? Uh, what is it? Uh, is it 10 or 9? 10 6. 10 6. Um. Plus tax and shipping. Yeah, they didn't say free shipping anywhere, so there's 500 more. <laughs> well, you can pick one up at Expo. like so. Can you? I asked um, a friend of mine if he was going to pick one up at Expo. I was good as, uh, and uh, I think we all know who I'm talking about. I'm like, are you coming home with a magic girl in a labyrinth? And he's like, oh, we'll see. <laughs> oh, so magic <laughs> like, girl okay. isn't off the table. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> For 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 anybody who doesn't know, he's talking about the owner of Lumberjack Johnny's. Which has some of the <laughs> nicest pinball machines you'll ever play in the area, besides District 82. Lumberjack's got the newer games, if you're looking for those. Gold mirrored playfield plastics. That's interesting. Yeah, it's too many words in front of plastics. I, I kind of like how there's not like an LE or a pro or a premium version. It's just its own thing. You know, I never noticed that. That's a good that's a good observation. I, I do like that myself. Yeah. I mean, the problem is, you know, oper- some operators don't want to, you know, 
fork over that kind of cash to operate a game, which I I can appreciate. Yeah, you, you tried so, operating a James Bond. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that went fine, but you know, it is what it is. All right, so Matt, am I hearing no from you on buying a labyrinth? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I I mean fiscally, it's not. Well, we're we're doing this from a you you have the cash, you can afford it. Maybe. Yeah, if if money if was, was no, no object. object like, well, it is it an looks object. good, and, and honestly, some of the shots. So there's like an under flipper shot, like on Star Trek, like uh, the um, Galactic Away team, but it goes into like a, a path kind of like Foo Fighters. So you know how the playfield multiplier is on Foo Fighters on the right, like a little U, but there's a flipper above it. And there's a post, and that's like kind of like one of the main shots to start your modes and, and stuff like that. I'm not sure I'm too wild about that because that's kind of a tough shot. But um, I obviously you need to play it to find out. Thank uh, you. Yes, definitely always play before yeah. you buy, unless it's rush. And that's what I was going to say. Of course, you buy rush without seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> Touching it. Feeling it. <laughs> Quoting a song here. Anyway, uh, Tom, would you buy it? Um, it. I guess, you know, the play field piques my interest. I, I would say I'm not a buyer at this point. But, uh, you know, if if I played it and I thought it was a good game, I would I'd definitely consider it. It looks interesting. I'm not I'm not going to lie. Um, you know. I, uh, but again, I have to play it, but I would say at this point, no, not until I play it and see how it shoots and everything. I would probably be in your guys' boat, not buy it, but I'm so hyped for the game. Like I'm a, a higher than Venom hype. I'm like GTF level hype for this. And how did that work out for you? Yeah. It, it, it could be a fun game sometimes <laughs> if it works. I just don't think Venom has enough in it. Exactly. I was. We'll get into this later, guys. But we're going to do our top five after Tom leaves because he already did that on his podcast. But yeah. we'll get into Venom on that one. I have some words to say. But this new game, Labyrinth, it looks like there's a lot of shots, and you know, it just looks like a full featured game where Venom's like, "Hey, we just only designed the top third. Yeah, fair enough. That's fair. So we didn't. We skipped over the company name, Barrels of Fun. Good name, bad name. Bad name. Uh, I'm fine with it, but where's the barrel? I don't see the barrel in exactly. the logo. Exactly. <laughs> Why call yourself that? Not of the barrel. Flipper. It's a flipper pointing at a ball that looks like magnetized or something. Jason Werdrick um, always gives me crap. Because he's like, are you a Stern employee? Because every time he sees me, I'm wearing Stern merchandise. <laughs> I am not going to wear Barrels of Fun merchandise. Ooh. I would I would wear it if they gave me a t-shirt at Expo. I'm wearing it. There you go. Here's why. Because you know how Stern kind of designs some cool t-shirts? What if Barrels of Fun has a graphic designer on their team? Yeah, well, fair point, but... It's like if I'm in okay. if I'm in like a situation where I'm not around the pinball crowd, they say, "Oh, Stern pinball." I'm like, oh, well, whatever. You know, it's a good looking logo, Stern's. 
But it's if nice I'm like manly, walking somewhere and the on stern. the back of my t shirt just says barrels of fun, like I don't know. <laughs> what am I saying there? Boff. <laughs> barrels of fun pinball. Okay, what what about the cabinet? It looks almost exactly it, it's not, but it almost looks like a stern. Oh, I was thinking it looked like a spooky. I was thinking Jersey Jack. We're all wrong. It's a barrel of fun. Yeah, they could have their cabinet could have been barrel shaped, like little rounded sides. That would yeah. have sold me. I would have bought one right away. I guess a pinball machine's a pinball machine. Um, uh, where are you getting stern vibes? Isn't the head more of the William style? I think it. No, I think yeah. I mean a little bit, but I okay. Yeah, maybe the the how it's angled, but just the speaker grill and the and the translate. Okay, but I I see what you're saying. It does look like it's spooky in that. Yeah, because the speaker grill it looks straight out of spooky with how they lit the speakers and the metal, where the stern's got the grill like the grill. I like how that looks. I think it. I think it looks great. So A plus, uh, you know Zach Many, right? Famous podcaster. He always has a critique of cabinet shapes. Oh yeah, yes, we're familiar. Well, the audience, the audience <laughs> might not be. I've bought a few games from I've, him. I've met him once, like five years ago. At he gave me when he was selling the Willy Wonka's. He gave me a chocolate bar. Oh cool. That yeah, was really nice then. But anyway, yeah. So like cabinet design does matter for some people. They don't like the bally head, for example. Well, they like them symmetrical, or Zach does. Like, if you have a row of pinball machines, you want them all kind of looking the same and not going up and down and up and down. But And that's fine if you have all modern games. That could happen, but we all know that a proper collector has, you know, a lot of different eras. A little bit of everything. Exactly. And I have a Harlem. Yeah, what, what was yeah, that range? Did you have that number five? Yeah, the number five. I I clapped in my car when I was driving when I heard that. I'm like, yeah, I like Harlem too. <laughs> but Jumping Jack, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's I'm sure it is, but I'm just trusting. With a bunch of drops, four flippers. I remember I had a, I had to play it during the target match play event at Indisc and I literally like ran to Travis I'm like how the hell do you play this because I've never played it before and he gave me like a one minute tutorial and I was ready to I go. mean that's the best part about an EM one minute tutorials yep and yep Harlem Globetrotter is a fantastic game and I do have a classic in my top five. Ooh, more to come on that guys more to come mm. all right anyone final thoughts on Labyrinth it's not Palooka. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I said if I would buy it or not, but um, I also wouldn't buy it for 10 6. I don't know. When I was watching the video, it seemed like it had a lot of things like popping out. Like like under the play field, there's like some kind of like snail thing that talks to you. I don't know. It, it looks, I mean, it looks neat. I'll give them that. It's peaked my it's piqued my interest like if you know if they came out with uh, the same play field as venom and like it was the same game i'd probably be like mm, yeah i'm not interested and uh there is a gameplay video up now by bow and kerns um 
it's only a, it's a short 15 minute video he doesn't go go hog wild into it but it it seems to shoot very well do you think it shoots as well as a stern <laughs> nothing shoots as good as a stern baby uh i think it might well we'll we'll have to see expo no i'll be there thursday i'm gonna play it thursday i will be there wednesday through sunday but mostly in the tournament area streaming yeah you can be able to play anything besides the tournament games uh yeah i'll be able to take a little break okay good don't want you locked up in that room no that's a nice thing there's there's plenty of people that want to help and announce and stuff so uh, that's that's the good good part yeah of there's always uh plenty of people that want to want to get in and uh speaking of expo Are you ready? Rob Burke? David Fix in the house. Johnny Pinball! Pinball Expo 2023. What are we uh, thinking of the Jersey Jack Steve Ritchie release? We don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. We have a good idea what it could be. The game's going to be awesome. That's my Steve Ritchie voice. Sorry. Can you do a Steve Ritchie Elton John voice? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm a rocket man. <laughs> there you go. Rocket man. Multiball. <laughs> of course, he's doing the call out still. He did him for Black Knight. I, I don't see why he should stop. He did him for a lot of games. Um, do, do we do we think it's right? Do we think it's Elton John? Like I, I, 100%. I, every, you know, everything I follow says it is, and I, I really hope. I, I like Elton John's music. Don't get me wrong. Like I really do, but like, it's Steve Ritchie's possible swan song and i just i love him as a designer so much like i want something better like i don't know (laughs) don't do it i'm I'm torn (laughs) my heart (laughs) but i'm interested to see what it is i mean yeah, I'll get. I'll give it a fair shake if it's Elton John, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't be the first theme I'd be like, "Oh, I gotta have that." Yeah, it's gonna be Elton John, and the reason why I'm so confident is two years ago when he joined up, right? He was interviewed about it, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, "I'm gonna try to do my best Steve voice." Uh, I, th- I looked at this themes they had, and they were okay. I think I can make a good game out of it. He said something like that. So, you know, he wasn't too high on it either. <laughs> like, he had a list of three or four themes, and that's what he picked. Okay. Allegedly, right? We won't know till Friday. Yeah. Thursday. Well, they did Thursday. Yeah. I mean, Franchi's probably on the art for this, would be my guess. 
sure. It ain't Johnny Crap. <laughs> I have no idea. It's not Johnny Crap. I'd bet the farm on Franchi and Art. He, I think he did some sort of tease on his Metal Luna page. So. Yeah, very well could be. Um, so theme again. We had Labyrinth as a theme. Now we have this. Like I had never seen Labyrinth, right? And Elton John music. I really don't go out of my way to listen to. I can't. I mean, I can name one song. I think like Rocket Man. That's him. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. Why so I, I can name that it. song. Elton John has uh, a great library, but it'd be like almost like a. You know, I love Billy Joel, but I don't want his pinball machine in my, you know, house. <laughs> I don't know, but it's Steve Ritchie. Like, there's not many games of his that I don't like. I'm yeah. really excited to see what he does at Jersey Jack with uh, drop know, targets with the uh, handcuffs off. Drop targets. More I think drop it's gonna have targets. More than, World more than three tour. drop targets yeah, on that's this what one. He has to do. Yep, handcuffs off. So, what else could we be seeing new at Expo? We have Labyrinth that that's already been announced. Um, the New Jersey Jack will be revealed Thursday evening. Is there anything else that could be a surprise? Well, we're going to see the new Alien by Pinball Brothers. The that's Alan true. Ripley edition. So this is take three on Alien, I think. <clears throat> yes, it is. But I'm wondering if they will release the code to current alien owners to get those new videos like the the video assets you know i mean the people that have the the ellen ripley edition will have the artwork and all the custom mods the apron the the screen that they're doing but i think it would be super cool of them to i mean even if you sell it like for fifty bucks, you can get the Ellen Ripley code. I think that would be fair. Fifty bucks is is way too cheap for a code download. Think about how much P three charges for the little side games, like eight hundred bucks. Yeah, but that's um, a whole module. No, the side games that are just software. Um, anyway, I'm derailing. It's free. They've already confirmed it's going to be free for existing owners. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Free. I didn't do my research. Hopefully we'll have it by Halloween for um, the Halloween party at our friends Joe and Tara's house who have an alien. Our look, artwork uh, looks kind of cool on the new version. It looks really good, I think. I'm excited for this one too. I've never played an alien, so Expo. Uh, Expo. Expo Hub. So okay, Labyrinth, Alien, Elton John. The cast of Galactic Tank Force is going to be there, guys. Woohoo! Yeah. Do you think they'll Do you think they'll I sign my chest? I was playing pinball with one of them. Was, yeah, one of them people. Hey, he used to have a crush on Carrie Hoskins. Sonia Blade. Get a picture with her. Yeah. What's up? Photo opportunity. Damn yeah, good. <laughs> It'd be cool that I, I. That's the only one I'd like to meet. Would be uh, Sonia Blade. In the original Mortal Kombat, and she does she does uh, good work in Galactic Tank Force. It's all about Captain Kyan. I'm not. What do you think? Uh, what do you think the chances of uh, the Princess Bride? Made? I saw something about that today, where it looked almost like a Kickstarter. 
but okay. I don't know that movie. And that's a movie. What I know it's got a great cult following, but I've never really classic actually seen it. To be honest, it's more popular than Labyrinth. I can tell you that. Much. I know Andre the Giant was in it. Is it kind of like a comedy? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like a action adventure comedy type of romance movie. It's got everything. Seems to be there pushing a lot of female oriented themes here. Labyrinth, Princess Bride, My Little Pony. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is where is the Matrix? Way too expensive. All right, where's my Top Gun? Yeah, you never know. Okay, I looked it up. 1987, 1987, 1987 romance comedy. Yeah, it's got Andre the Giant in it. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> It's rated 98% Rotten Tomatoes, where Labyrinth is rated 83%. There you go. Okay, moving on. Uh, it's mad in the bathroom again? I can't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> he probably is. <laughs> and I said I didn't have a soundboard. Do you think Stern's going to bring anything? Uh, I mean, besides uh, yeah, that's... Elvira. Well, obviously Venom. I, I I wonder if they'll have any like Foo Fighter accessories. Oh, like the topper? Did they release that yet? No, but there was a Nap Arcade. There was a rumor that it might be like the Black Knight topper. So, which I was kind of like, well, the only thing they could really do is Foo Bot. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Or actually. Actually, Overlord. I think they could do Overlord. But uh, that would also be cool. It turned out to be a pretty but, good game. Uh, Probably game of the year. Yeah. Foo Fighters, yeah. That's good. I like I, I like it. Would you say game of the year material? Oh, Matt. Matt is messaging us. I think it, I think at this point. He's what is back Matt? now. He, he got kicked out. Come, Come back, on. Matt. Come back. I'm here. I'm here. We thought you were in the bathroom. No, no. Like, for some reason, all of a sudden, everything well, stopped. the Wi-Fi but... is spotty in the bathroom. Come on. No, I'm not. I didn't move from the desk. What, oh, what's yeah, this cat doing? On the keyboard. Oh, all right. Shit. So I work help desk for a living, and so many cats cause well, my, calls. My... <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, could you check where your cat is? <laughs> Gary said they'd bring something. Gare Bear? Yeah, even though he's not super involved, I heard alcohol. Something. Yeah, he always <laughs> brings alcohol. Do you think Seth will be there? Oh yeah. I mean, they're they're I, all. Be I mean, there. Expo's a pretty big deal for you know the the whole pinball community. So I I would think so. I think so. like Gary's like dad and Seth is stepdad. For, you know, Stern. There. <laughs> there you go. I want to meet Seth and see if he's wearing that insert coin shirt. <laughs> he always seems to be wearing that. He does, well, in the promo, yeah. That's all they have there to give him. You think they'll bring the new version of Elvira? 100%. Yes. Yeah. Now, I'm assuming it's just like an Ali package, but, well, I guess we'll see once they officially show I think it was uh yeah two years ago where they did the 40th that was a beautiful game um 
because I remember Cash I got Bruce. I got interviewed by um <laughs> by Canada in the hallway, and I've uh, talked about it with um my my good buddy Canada. And then and then you started Showed talking about shirt. tournaments, and he lost all interest. And then he's in like, oh, I think everyone in the tournament's a loser. And, and that's when he <laughs> threw his drink at you, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a total DB that he'd have to throw his drink at me like others. Oh wow! Come on now. Yeah, Allegedly, way. no, it happened. Ooh, a Star Wars Pro for five grand. I'd, I'd buy that up in a second. It's in Buffalo, New York. Nope. Road trip. That's probably oh. Bruce's Star Wars. Probably gone or could be. Doesn't he hate that game? Yeah, he does. I think on his last podcast they talked about that was their top five games he hates star wars got a little shooter lane wear but that doesn't bother andy me. bagwell showed us all that that was the easiest stern pro at uh district 82 this past weekend <laughs> he did i was kind of like but when you're andy bagwell you can make any game look easy that's right you've been known to buy limited edition games a so few. you are going to be the subject matter expert or SME, as we call it in the biz on the le's here what do you think about okay. Stern? Like they seem to be LE crazy lately. Like everything's an LE special edition, anniversary edition. Does that upset you at all? Two words. Okay. Two words. Cash grab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, no, it doesn't bother me. I mean, no, it doesn't bother me. I mean, it, look, they they're a company. They need to sell product. I mean. There's nothing wrong uh, with putting out a new edition of a different game. I mean, if people are going to buy it. If people aren't going to buy it, then there's no point in doing it. So, um, but I know like people get upset because, you know, they bought the original LE version and now it's not as desirable. So I totally get that in a sense like, well, how many limited editions of this game are you going to build? So, um, yeah. Well, I, for Jersey Jack, they do 5,000. That is that is true. 5,000 5, of one version, though. But, yeah. you know, like... Well, that's their LE. So take, so take Jurassic Park. They had the the limited edition when the game came out and then recently they just came out with a 30th edition and you know just a, it's just basically a different art package but you know i don't know i've i like art don't get me wrong but it's never a driving factor for me to buy a game the dri- a driving factor is that I see is more so how is the play field and is it fun to shoot and is the rules good? That's what I like. Um, but, you know, the artwork's kind of like the cherry on top. Like, oh, that's that looks cool, you know. But, like, I bought a Stranger Things and that artwork isn't the best. I mean, it's honestly, not. I don't think so. So, but the UV part of it is super cool. Um, you know, so yeah, to each their own, you know, some people really like, they have to have the artwork be the top feature of the game. And to me, it's like, well, you know, I, I love all my games, but I don't want to just stare at them. I want to play them. Exactly. I get what you're saying. 
And I've played the Jurassic Park 30th edition, and it plays like a premium. Yeah. It looks okay. And I guess I, I haven't bought any of my games like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna buy this game, and it's going to sit here and make me money, you know, kind of attitude. Like, oh, if I buy this game, I can flip it for three grand, you know. Um, I, I, I just don't buy games like that i've bought more le's recently because i knew i would not have to wait um you know after the pandemic it was harder to get games because there was a lot of demand and little supply so it was easier to get an le and not have to wait and then i could play it um versus you know maybe getting a pro and then not you know, all the distributors, excuse me, all the locations get the pros usually first. So if you're a homeowner, you have to sit there and, you know, wait out the pro run and LE run. And then usually by then either they're doing another pro run or premiums. So, you know, it just depends uh, how fast you want to get the game and stuff like that. But I don't think that's a great reason to do that, but um, that's kind of on some of the titles what I and did. And they, they have changed that now with Venom where the pros went to distributors and homeowners right away. Yeah, like there was a reason for that though. Right. <laughs> and uh, like there's a, well, if anyone wants to play a Venom LE, we're having a Venom LE launch party at Lumberjack Johnny's Appleton. What? Appleton? November 15th. Appleton location? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. It'll be opening soon. Well, breaking news. Lumberjack Johnny's is breaking that they are opening November 15th here on the Tribal Podcast. Right. It's not really breaking news. <laughs> this just <laughs> in. Tribal. Not as important as we think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that kind of leads me to another segue here. Um, the rumor of uh, Metallica. You read release. my mind. Anniversary edition. I think I'm just going to rip the bandaid off. I think it's. I already have a premium, so I'm good. I think it's the same game, just with an LCD screen. Do you think so, huh? Why else would they call it anniversary edition? I don't I don't think they would do an LCD screen because that's a lot of their people on the on making that game into an LCD game and that it was on a different system. I don't see that happening and if they did they'd probably charge a shit ton of money to do what it what if they're leaving it here's my theory at least like they're leaving it the same because it's a lyman sheets game so they're going to keep the layout the rules the same and just update it with the lcd because the rumor was the band was in the factory this year and they probably maybe they gnr'd it and said yeah you can have all our footage for free so that's kind of what i'm working off i of. mean i mean that would be awesome i mean it'd be awesome anything can happen of course but find it hard to believe but yeah you know things can happen i guess and you know pinball rumors are pinball rumors there's a lot of them floating around but i from a source that well canada 
says it's going to be an LCD screen and a whole new layout. Wait, wait, wait. You guys are getting your information from Canada? Well, I am. I get my information from you guys. So indirectly, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine it would be a different layout. Like, that would be just foolish. You know, he's wrong like 70% of the time, right? Well, he's right 30. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could throw a dart at a dartboard, too. <laughs> but would it land on Metallica anniversary? I mean, it could. Is that even on your dartboard? <laughs> yeah, this is news to me. So um, he's also saying and Nap as well, John Wick as well, and Pokemon Pinball coming up soon next year. Oh yeah, Nap J- think... Nap Arcade release like the four Sterns coming out okay so like... what, what were they there were it was john wick uh pokemon you said and jaws what were the other two? oh and jaws well jaws, jaws has been of course for like 10 years and then the metallica anniversary would be the number four okay i mean like i said i mean it could happen i i wonder if they would just color the dmd well, i don't know i would hope so if if any dmd game came out in the future make it color like please it's got to be cheaper to just put an lcd screen like cgc does and just still you can do dots on that but you know it's funny like um if you watch like the making of metallica pinball you know how stern has those videos um in that video, they show them working on the Metallica DMD stuff on an LCD screen and it's colored. So, you know, I kind of wonder if if that was the case, if they would go that route. But like I said, I'm just shooting off the hip. I have no idea. Exactly. And I don't I don't pay, what is it, $100 a month to the Screaming Goat Club? So I don't have any rumors from there either. Yeah, I'm, I... I can't afford that. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to contribute to Canada and the Triple Drain podcast, but uh, the pinball show is asking a little too much out of my pocket. Even though I'd love one of them polo shirts. Pinball profile. I I do pinball profile. Jeff Teal. I gave him some money for a couple of months just to see what he offered. <laughs> Sorry, nothing against Jeff, but there was there was. No benefits. What did you want? Naked <laughs> naked pictures? Well, Shannon? I'll give you a little nugget of what I'm looking for in a Patreon membership. So okay. Eclectic Gamers gives me a joke a month. So that's the okay. bare minimum to get my dollar. So Babies First is what he does every month. Oh, and, yeah. That's and good I didn't stuff. get anything from Jeff. I mean, he sent me a nice message, which was, you know, personable. But there wasn't like a monthly kind of joke or check-in. Sure. I even I even thought about doing something like with Fox City's pinball, but like I was gonna release like tutorials and things like that. But then I thought oh, I'd just probably throw it on YouTube anyways or like Twitch. So. You know. And uh, uh, speaking of pinball profile, his latest episode features Rachel Risto, a great friend of ours. Yes. And uh, Holly Kosakin another good friend on their uh european adventure so check that episode out i'll I'll put it in the queue haven't listened yet 
<laughs> I just finished the Slam Tilt podcast like 10 minutes before we started recording. And that's like, what, two weeks old now? Week old? Yeah, those guys have been I busy. I don't, I don't follow them. Oh, I don't. I think that's in my top three. They're funny. Yeah, I, I really enjoy Ron and Bruce. I like Ron and I, I, big fan of Silver Ball Chronicles, huge fan. Like, I love the history that they do. Good stuff. Yeah, I've got on the rumored theme Pokemon. That's geared to someone my age, so I'm excited for that. I think that could be a really big theme for yeah, pinball. You could collect them all, man. Especially with the Insider Connect, like with how Pokemon Go works, because like yeah, if that thing starts shooting out cards, watch out. Don't give them ideas. A card yeah. dispenser. <laughs> oh. No, that used to be the thing. Like uh, the the baseball yeah machines. Yeah. Like uh, what what what's that one called that Thorne has? Grand Slam or uh, whatever. Slug, Slugfest. Slugfest. Yeah. I used to. I used to play that at the arcade at the mall, and you'd get a good score, and it click, 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 shoot you out some baseball cards. Like if wow. if Stern could get some kind of like special um, Pokemon card and put in that game to come out, dude. I I guarantee you, it'd be like magic. Like everybody would be. It'd be like the Pokemon Go game when that was new. There'd be hordes of people playing. Well, put a dollar (laughs) in at least. I'd be like, I can't get on a game anymore. Yeah, that'd be a great opportunity to cross market, as Canada would say. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. You got to, you got to try to get people uh, other than us, you know, idiots who. I shouldn't say idiots, but. Uh, you know, us that are heavily into the hobby, you know, it's good to try to get people interested that aren't. And I think some of the themes right now just aren't hitting the demographics. Well, yeah, like Elton John, like that's not going to get any people in there, you know, between 34. 18 and 35 to play. No. Like, they're not going to look up they're, at that. Oh. Unless, you know, they had parents that were huge Elton John fans and they became one, I guess. But, you know, it's few, probably few and far between. Yeah. But what what do I know? Yeah. I'm just yeah, You're just a streamer. You don't live in a New York City apartment. <laughs> it's true. Uh, actually, just remembered one other theme they rumored next year. Was it Dungeons and Dragons? Like after uh, it's already after, out, man. After the movie or after? Yeah, I don't even know. From what I hear, the movie didn't do that well. I saw it and I actually enjoyed the movie. Yeah, it I could mean, be a, it could be a good, especially with how Venom, like with the RPG effects, who, who, like who that would, Venom does. Who would be the coder you'd put it's on totally that game? It's totally going to be uh, Eddie and Dwight. If if that game yeah. is being made, it's Eddie yeah. and Dwight. It's got to be Dwight yeah. on the code. I mean, it just sure. just looking at Venom, that would be a perfect theme for Dwight. If if that's uh, if that's coming out coming down the pike, so that could be interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm not too, I guess, excited for that theme coming up, but maybe it could be because Stranger Things but had a little D and D. It's kind of like Godzilla to me. Like I wasn't excited about Godzilla, but. Once it came out and I saw what it was, it was like, okay, I'm getting this. It's It's got a lot of stuff in it. Hellwind did it. Good point. Godzilla ended up being a great game. 
Well, yeah. I mean, it's like Rachel and Kale said on the, you know, the back cast. If Keith Owen came out with a game that was trash bag themed, people would buy it. <laughs> well, let's not go crazy. But yeah, probably. <laughs> right. You could make a game out of trash bags. Take my money. Hefty bag multi-ball. Ooh. Like, do you get the black one, the clear liners? Are they like 50 gallon? <laughs> you put a lot of thought into this. I was just thinking about, you know, I was just at Menards. They have a whole aisle of trash bags. It's true. <laughs> there is an adult thing you do. You shop at Menards and look at trash bags. <laughs> All right. I set wrap up rumor corner Rumor corner. yeah i think so uh, manufacturer corner uh cgc maybe they figured out where cactus canyon is i'd like them to figure out getting uh uh pulp fictions out it's supposed the door. to be out in october yeah. they said mm, sure i believe it they when i say here believe it when and it's then haggis we touched on earlier that they're still not really reliable shipping fathoms and i don't think they're gonna have those done this year no. Um, for the listeners, like I had a friend that paid in full for a Haggis uh, Fathom Edition, or the, the Fathom Mermaid Edition, 21 weeks ago, and nothing. Like, no response from Haggis, nothing. So, we'll see what happens with them. Interesting. They're going out of business. It's my hot take. Nah, I wouldn't say that. They're done. But... 24, they're done. Stick a fork in them. Or what do they call them in Australia? Stick a knife in them. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. <laughs> uh, you know, and hey, that's another thing, you know, the uh, there's there's a lot of pinball manufacturers. And last I looked, there's not a lot of places to play pinball so uh and i don't know about you guys but my my basement's full so my you know. kitchen's full <laughs> matt's kitchen i just full. don't have income i've got room in the basement yeah <laughs> all right matt we know where to bring our games yeah, I, guess. I did the math i can fit 20 in my basement actually i have space for one game but i'm supposed to pick up a doodle bug tomorrow so Ooh, doodle bug Doodlebug. Jitterbug. Never know what you're going to get on a doodlebug. Yeah, score You're going to doodle 10? Score low. Doodle hundreds? <laughs> Keep on doing on uh, installing some uh, posts no. between the No, don't rubber band everything. <laughs> Why, Matt? Oh, yeah. Do not do, <laughs> not do that. You lose your man courage. I don't know how that. this guy TDs. And yet he rubber bands at home. <laughs> hey, I am a good TD. What I do at home is none of anybody else's business. That's <laughs> true. I think you just led us into our TD segment. Ladies and gentlemen, in keeping with our policy to bring you the finest in cultural entertainment, we now present for your approval, Matt McCarty. I have an amusing story, and um, while I'm telling this story, uh, if Tom, our guest, wants to quiz me on on a TD ruling, I'd be more than happy with that. I I, I am going to do that. This is just 
somebody at the Super Series came and got me. They're on Whitewater. They're like, oh, we need you. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Well, the ball is stuck. And he's pointing at the upper play field on Whitewater, all the mountain plastics, everything. And I'm freaking out, like, oh, my God. Like, are we going to have to tear this thing apart? I'm like, well, tell me what happened. And he's like, well, I I hit the middle shot, and I locked the ball. And uh, it, it, you know, I heard the, the vuck, and it never came back. And I'm like, oh. And I look in the shooter lane, and there's his ball. And I'm like, well... Sir, you physically locked the ball, and you need to plunge your next one. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) All right. Tournament question for Matt. All right. All right. All right, Matt. Stern Monopoly. Okay. I was, this, this happened to me at Super Series. I was actually in Travis's group when this happened. So I was player two, I believe. And I, so, so what happened was I had progressed uh, three of my, uh, the cash grab, the hitting the bank. I had progressed it three times by hitting it. Uh, so, and consecutive, consecutive hits, it wasn't, I, I didn't hit it and like it, it jumped a bunch of times. So like, so hold on Tom, let me, so you need to hit the bank and then hit the side ramp and then hit the, the bank again and the side ramp to progress crash grab. Correct. 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 Okay. And you did all that. So I, no, I got three of the four. So I was one, I was one away now for, uh, for, for starting it. And I hit the side ramp already. So it, it was closed. So I, I trapped up on my left flipper and I started, uh, hitting the, the, um, what do you call that? The little, the little ramp on the left hand side for uh, the railroad, the railroad. Yeah. So I'm advancing my railroad and I get to just one before, uh, you would start the multi-ball. So now the door opens up for locks and, uh, on, on that main ramp. And all of a sudden the game goes cash grab and the basically i started cash grab by hitting the the my fourth shot on the railroad uh ramp so i immediately kicked the ball into the lock when i saw it was open so i had a a 15 second timer on uh on on the cash grab and you know a couple of the players were like hey you you got cash grab and you didn't hit it and uh, so now I have I have a ball in the shooter lane, and I said, "All right, well, you know that's fine. Let's let's get a TD over, and you know, basically see what they say." So I'm not going to name names who the TD was, but anyways, um, and they made the correct ruling. But um, I uh, so they came over, and and what do you think the ruling? was i would say beneficial malfunction i mean if if a mode starts like like that you're good to go especially if you're close to it 
Yeah. And that, and that was, that was the call. The weird thing was when, uh, and this is like a side tangent. The weird thing was the, um, the clock flipper on the right hand side, the waterworks yeah. was not spinning at the time. So I, you know, the TD was like, Hey, can I, uh, I, he's like, I think we should get that going. And I said, well, I have cash grab running right now. And I didn't want, I didn't want them to trigger my cash grab. So they let me play on. So I ended up plunging into that saucer and my cash grab timed out. Because <laughs> the flipper never kicked the flipper it out of the saucer. Came. So, uh, so. Oh. Yeah. So, so the flipper really had an issue. It wasn't just like a software bug where the flipper stopped. Right. So then uh, the the weird thing was the game. Then once cash grab was done, it 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 launched my ball out. And I ended up draining. It's like, all right, the mode's over. Have your ball back, Biff. <laughs> yep. So it, it was a interesting scenario. But I, uh, yeah, it was it was a beneficial malfunction. All right, Todd, sure. you have to say it. Was Matt a bozo or super genius? He was a super genius. All right, you're like what? Yay! <laughs> four for five. Um, five for five. Okay. I'd say five for five. <laughs> no, I don't know. Are you talking about your Twippy count? We got to earn those yet. But our friend makes the Twippy trophies, so maybe we can have him make yeah. a custom one for us. <laughs> Actually, I should get him to make um as a man. Yeah, a as Maddie. you guys might know, I also host an alternative Twippies every year, so I should get him to make the awards for that. Yes, thank you for uh, nominating. Not only trip. did you nominate, you got the first place, and and the win. I it's very I, prestigious. Know, I won. <laughs> I was jumping up and down when it happened. Too. You guys can see those at uh, the Johnny Pinball YouTube channel. Yep, please subscribe. We're at three hundred twenty-five subscribers, and hoping to get that to five hundred this year. And there was a just a good video about Labyrinth on it. You really need to go watch the Johnny Pinball training for state. That is the key to to basically yes. being a good pinball player. It right tests there. your mind and your strength. That's right. Endurance. You need endurance. Tom is not lying because uh, Raymond Davidson watched that video. Travis Smeary. Tom yep. Graff watched it. Like Andy Bagwell, yeah. we I all watched, watched it. Video. All the top ten players. Neil Graff. I was second to Usher, Usher from watching it, so I mean, it paid off. Awesome. And let's move on to the next topic. Dun, dun, dun. Streaming pinball. Oh, I know something about that. Oh yeah. Um, since you're on, Tom, uh, just a quick question: like, if anybody's interested in streaming pinball, like, uh. What kind of software should they have? Um, I don't know. I know <laughs> rigs can be rigs can be very complicated. Like you have, you know, a great setup with the batteries and stuff like that. Yeah. Some people only have it like where they can just stream one game. I don't know. Um, kind of throwing you in the deep end here, but <clears throat> but uh, what's a good way to start? 
Um, a good way to start is really just, uh, I would, I, I use OBS studio. So for my, for my stream, and I, I think that's the best, um, streaming software out there. Now I, other people might use something different. Um, but that's what I use. And I mean, just really, if you're starting out, I would look, I, I wouldn't get carried away with buying a lot of equipment first because you really want to see if it's for you. Um, it is not easy being a streamer. I am lucky that I got partner. I'm lucky that I have district 82 where I can stream games. If, if, if I wasn't involved with district 82, I would not be a partner streamer right now. So, and obviously everybody watching tournaments and things like that. Um, you know, it's, it's not easy to get into is what I'm saying. So I would start out small and you can always, if it's something you're really interested in, buy a bunch of equipment for it. It is expensive, but then again, pinballs are expensive. So, uh, but I would seriously look at some stuff on uh, like tilt forums. There's a big, uh, there's a big thread on, uh, streaming there. Um, let's see, uh, Jack, Jack danger, dead flip, you know, he had a lot of information out there on like what he uses. And that is a great resource. Uh, basically look up on Google dead flip, how to stream pinball. Um, also the Buffalo pinball guys out like a guide um uh, until forums carl d'angelo had a lot of stuff on there and i i followed a lot of his stuff too but i mean honestly it's it's a lot of trial and error too um you're not gonna have a perfect stream the first time you do it uh i'd recommend going on youtube and not only watching other pinball streamers and but other big time streamers on Twitch uh, that actually do tutorials. Um, one I one person I really like is Nutty. Um, he he has a lot of like cool stuff and information. But uh, you know that that's the gist of it. I I I started out small. I started out with like a bunch of USB cameras. Uh, I didn't get real fancy at first. So that's, that's what I'd recommend. I'd, I'd at least try it first and then see, you know, if this is really for you, I wouldn't go out and buy super expensive HD cameras or anything like that. Uh, at least the first go around. All right, Tom. Well, thanks for the information. And that brings me into my tournament etiquette segment. Oh, so do not touch the streaming rig if it is not yours <laughs> yes thank you <laughs> or or you've been asked to touch it <laughs> correct yes do not touch the streaming rig if you are not involved in the stream if you're in a tournament that's being streamed don't touch the rig that is my tournament etiquette segment for the night uh, well done 
did <laughs> did any stories out of this, or this just, everyone behaved at the Super Series? Yeah, minor malfunction, uh, minor, but nothing, nothing major. Okay, yeah, nothing major. Do you, can I give a, a a few thoughts on the streaming stuff? Sure, of um, course. I kind of do stuff on the cheap. So if you're streaming, you need a way to keep the microphone, or I'm sorry, the camera over the game, right? So you need like a microphone stand at a minimum. Okay. And then yep. you need probably, as you said, some USB cameras, so probably two USB cameras. Yeah, at least, unless you, I mean, you, yep. you want one for the play field at least and one for the score. And then, of course, if you want to show who's playing, yeah, then the you need the at show. least so one more. Three, so. so I like the Logitech C920 cameras. That's what we use at the work for video conferencing. Yeah, those are those are exactly what I started. Now, what on. do you? Th- the only thing I'm not sure about is no. what do you do for the microphone? Uh, I right now. It's funny you say that because right now I use my Sony camera that I use for okay. the player cam, uh, and I just use the direct audio off of that. Um, there are some limitations with that, and I've had to play around with it quite a bit. I know other streamers like would a head use, would a headset work like actual uh they use like a wireless um, wire, wireless system uh microphone system uh I just bought a boom mic that I'm thinking of trying so we'll we'll see if that okay so how that I'm just works. thinking of doing the mental math couple stands that's like forty bucks the cameras are like forty bucks each. Then you need a computer, but the software's free OBS. So even if you're going in on the cheap, it's still a couple hundred dollars. You definitely want, if you really get into it, you're definitely going to want a dedicated, not only graphics card, but a capture card. Uh, if you start getting into like HDMI and uh, like I said, it gets expensive for me personally. I need stuff uh so i need a wireless transmitter but if we're talking on the cheap uh you know usb usb uh logitech webcams is definitely the way to go microphone i'd probably recommend uh like a snowball mic those are very uh, affordable some some of that that's, that's what i started out at the podcast was, yeah. was a snowball it was like 30 bucks yeah yeah nothing wrong that's what that. i have so, okay, you just wanted to add that because we didn't talk so, price and maybe some people might want to know like how much they have to invest. Sure. Yeah, that's that's always hard to say because it just depends on what your budget is and, you know, I haven't really looked into bare bones stuff in a long now, time. Now, podcasting is just as expensive because you still need the computer. You, the <laughs> software is free again. Yep. But then you have to buy a microphone and then you have to pay to host your content online. That's where the biggest cost is. So about the yeah. same. Time. Time to join the pinball network. Tribal? I don't think we're gonna join the pinball network. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, it's a funny thing because uh Johnny Pinball used to be like he got shouted out by the pinball network. I did the off the record podcast twice to get my feet wet in this and i didn't get a call back so that's why i went on my own Ooh. but but i mean zach gave you a, a a nice shout out like he was like oh johnny pinball like yes he did when i left i asked him if he would say where i am so that's kind of how cool. i got started on the off the record i'd encourage anyone to try that if you're thinking about podcasting 
Well, thank you, Tom, for joining us tonight. Yeah, uh, Johnny and I are going to go through our, uh, you know, the kineticist put this thing out to everybody's top five favorite games, and uh, you already did that on your more popular podcast, the Triple Dream Podcast. Check that out if you don't already. But you're welcome to stick around if you want to hear our five favorite games. If not, you can uh, take leave and go to bed. But uh, I think I'm going to head out because, uh, you know, five hours of sleep a night doing all the streaming. at. Uh... You worked hard this week. <laughs> you, you, you know, we were there like as soon as I got eliminated from tournament, I could take off. But you could not because you were streaming the whole thing. So, yeah, we really appreciate you coming on. Oh no! And maybe we'll throw you, throw you a pizza party. I feel like you deserve it. Ooh, I, I like pizza. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I promised Andy Bagwell the next time he was in town, I'd buy him Taco Burrito Mexico. Oh, so, well, that, 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 that's that even sh- better. Goes for Tom too. Let's go! Yeah. <laughs> uh, no worries, no worries at all. Anytime. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. See you later. Goodbye, everybody. All right, Matt's still here. Johnny's still here. Top five. Yes. And we're going five to one just to build suspense. Top five pinball machines of our choosing that we like. I will start this off. My number five is Attack from Mars. And more specifically, the Bally Attack from Mars. Not necessarily that the CGC remake is, is great, but... The Bally one shoots like a stern, and that's a gold standard. And if you have some friends that have it, and which I do, like Tom Graff, who was just with us, and uh, my good friend Dave Anderson, like, oh, when you play him, oh. And uh, I had an apartment that was right across the street from an arcade, and the only pinball machine they had was Attack from Mars. And I would sit and play that all day, and... Uh, I love the rules. I love the shots. So that's my number five. I have a story about Attack from Mars. So it was a few years ago. I was in Waukesha because my cousin was living there. He's the type of guy every two years he gets a new job and moves throughout the state. So Waukesha was new for us. All right. So I was in Waukesha visiting family. And I looked out the pinball map for a game. And it had Attack from Mars at this place called the Lincoln Pub. It was close enough where I could walk there. So I walked there. This was a Sunday morning. Whenever they opened, I checked online. So say they opened at 10. I was getting there. I got there right at 10. And I opened the door. <laughs> There's the bartender and two people on the bar stool. That's it. And they just look at me. So then I give them a 10. I'm like, I need some change for the pinball machine. Okay. I go play Attack from Mars. It was an original Bally. And I agree. It does play different than the CGC. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's just, it's just buttery. It's butter. And, you know, it could be that they're worn in play those games i go out and leave and then some guy offers to sell me some drugs on my way out <laughs> so well did you get some i did not i oh. i haven't had any drugs in my life so why start now so that's my story of attack from mars pinball your number five my number five is alien poker great game uh it took me out of the finals of the super series but that's a whole nother story but it is a fantastic game I think it just icing on the cake with this game as we played in tournaments. It's such a great game to beat someone on. So at the Super Series, um, before I played it, like one of the rounds, the scores are like 1.2 million, 1 million, and like 900,000. Those are good scores. 
Yes. The game celebrates when you get a million, for those listening. And Thorin won that game, and he's just like, oh, I just went for Royal Flushes, and I didn't even bother about the multiplier. Just Royal Flush. Royal flush. Wow. And I didn't do that in, in the finals. I. So you've got some str- some strategy in that game, right? You have a scissor flipper, which makes it challenging, and you have to hit drop targets in order, for those who don't know. And if you get them all done in order, there's like a base jackpot, but you can raise it by getting the ball into the top rollovers. And you get all those that raises the jackpot. That's what Matt was talking about. All right, your number four. My number four is Meteor by Stern Electronics. Ooh, going old school. If there's anything you should know about Matt McCarty, he likes ripping a spinner. And there's no spinner better than Meteor. And you can build it up, but if you don't have it built up, you rip it, you're going to hit those drop targets and build it up while you're ripping it. And the spinner at District 82 is so juicy that, like, let's say you rip it and you drain, it's going to give the other player points because it's still going to be going. Still spinning. Yeah, that it's intense. It's still spinning. Plus, that game's got the really cool bonus countdown with the Rockets. Yeah. That's a solid game. I, I appreciate you bringing a classic into this. I had to bring one into it, and it's definitely Meteor. All right, my number four is Doctor Who. Ooh. It's a somewhat challenging game for me to play, but you know how you kind of do the ramp combos, and you get you can get mega points off that. Or you can go for the, what's that thing in the center called? The time extender? The main toy that raises up. It has three states. You lock the two balls. Like the multi-ball thing? Yeah. So you've got multiple strategies, or you can ignore all that stuff. I think it's called Sonic Booms when you're doing the, the ramp combos. Correct. Yeah. Yep. That's you so get, fun. Ten side ramps, slight Sonic Boom. Yeah. So you could go Sonic Booms, you could go the multi-ball method, or you could throw it up in the pops and try to get the video mode. So there's like three ways to score big, at least on this game that I know of. And ours has lightning flippers on it. I'm not sure if that's stock. There's like a lot of ways to score big on this game. Um, uh, one of my friends, Nick Warner, has one of these, and he's like, "Go with Doctor One, get all your doctors, do the video mode, blah blah blah." And then uh, Brian Leitner is like, "Hey, I'm gonna show you how to win this game," and he's like, "Pick Doctor Four, go repair targets all day, boom boom boom, gets a ton of points." But lately, the meta has been the side ramp. Like, just sonic boom, sonic boom, sonic boom. Yeah, like, that was shown on a stream this year. Someone getting big bucks doing sonic yeah. booms. So I could see that. Uh, also, people, I think it was a Dr. 7 or 8. Some people pick for the multi-ball. Correct. 7 Seven is the multi-ball. Yeah, so just right there, we got three different opinions on what doctor to pick to start. All right, that's my number four. Many different ways to play it. It's a great game. My number three... And this is just like, every time I see this game somewhere, I have to play it. Um, It's Demolition Man. Oh, really? Um, I love this game. I always play with the triggers every time. Uh, One time in a a Tilt and Tuesday final, um, somebody had like a billion some points. And I came back on ball three from like with 30 million points and, and beat them just barely. Just by comboing and getting the computer 
for, you know, I, I just love how the game plays. I love the flow of the game. Just love it. I could play it all day. So that's why it's my number three. Fair points there. And I, if I'm going to say something positive about it, it's always a like $3,000 game, you know, like a more affordable game to buy. So if you're going to get Correct. into a game, it's a good one to start with. Okay, um, my number three is something I wouldn't have said when I was new in pinball. I'm picking Whitewater. The game has grown on me the more I've played. I just love the callouts. It's actually, now that I kind of get it, right, it's kind of easy. You shoot the center and get the locks, and then you've got the cool upper play field and the, the ramp that's crazy. You know, it's a game that couldn't be made today, so I think that's part of the reason I like it so much. And honestly, like... Whitewater is probably my favorite game at District 82, but it, it didn't make my top five. I don't know why. Like, I, I love that game. That's a good call. All right. Thanks, Matt. Well, number two. So my number two is Batman 66. There is just so many ways to play it. When it was at Player 2 Appleton, that's all I played. And it's like one of those games where like, oh, I just got a billion. Like, that's pretty good. And then you play it like or see somebody else and they get like 50 billion. Like, if you can manipulate the minor villains, like get, um, you know, Bookworm and Mr. Freeze, like in your first ball, you're golden. Like, the points will just keep on coming. There's so much to do in that game. And there's so many different ways to play it. Like, I like the shot. Some people say it's clunky. I guess it may be, like, with that center, you know, The turntable. Thing, but, yeah. But I just really enjoy it. And then when, like, I got to the Joker mode where it's like the Joker and the Batman on surfboards in full clothes. You know, the Joker's in his suit. You know, it's a Batman 66 clip, like, from the show. Batman's in his full suit and the Joker's in his full suit on surfboards. It's like, oh, this is amazing. All little things about that game just make me love it. The attention to detail is great, um, and the art package is phenomenal. I feel like it's the last stern game that looks like it could be a Williams game. Like the way the inserts, they use all like the larger inserts on it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome number two. My number two is a game I just bought. Iron Maiden, Legacy of the Beast. Great game. Great game. It's, I just love looping up top. I love the shot through the pops. The ramps, because there's two ramps, right? It's kind of like Metallica in that way, but not really. And I like Metallica, by the way. And then it's rocking music, and the code is really good on the game. So it's just the whole package. I never realized how good Iron Maiden music was till I played the pin. I'd never heard of them until the pin. And here I am. Now I own their albums. <laughs> You know, now I like, I was like, yeah, Fear of the Dark. You're like, yeah. And the number of the beast is such a good song with that intro. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Iron Maiden, number two. Good call. And our number one game is... And the winner is... Avengers Infinity Quest 
Pro Edition. And I say Pro because the Premium, I hate playing. I like, the Pro, I, I like playing the Premium. Oh, buttery. I love it. Love it. Because my first doing box game, so it might be kind of a personal thing for me, but at Pinball Expo last year when I was in the, the tournament, every game, like they're like, your pick, Avengers Pro. And I won because I know how to play that game. And it is underrated like agree it's underrated underrate that game yeah but i absolutely love it i i enjoyed as well it did not make my list and that's i just think it's missing for me the theme the theme doesn't connect but the layout man it connects with me like i love the marvel cinematic universe like love it but i mean it's not really technically the same theme you know it's more comic orientated in the and it was like the first game they have trophies right before insider yes Connect. yeah yeah the trophy system to get the you know and then the the top are the gem mania there's like uh the computer frenzy the trophy thing where i'll be honest and you know we know how matt mccarty plays his home games like i turned the trophy difficulty down so you only needed like 14 trophies instead of like 24 out of 27 to get the mode <laughs> but it was cool as long as you're having fun number one for johnny pinball is not gonna surprise anyone wheel of godzilla <laughs> yeah it's godzilla I was featured on stream at like two flipping Fridays ago playing Godzilla, and I got to play that game with a ball trapped on my left flipper, a ball trapped on my right flipper, and then I used my heat ray with the head, move my head. <laughs> I've done that before. And it's just a fun game. We were talking about Venom earlier. Venom doesn't have any side-to-side shots. That's where Godzilla excels. You can shoot anywhere in the game, and there's a shot for you to go to. It's just it's the pinnacle of pinball pinnacle and for a theme i don't even care about yeah godzilla is a fantastic game i know you just got rid of yours you had maybe a little over i still have mine exposure to it oh you still have it yep venom didn't arrive yet well it's at lumberjack Chinese. Okay. eventually the godzilla will move out so i'll have a venom and a doodlebug doodlebug okay and a, and a sharpshooter roger sharpshooter won't leave Where's your somebody offers me a crazy amount for it, but how about three fifty? No, it's less than I paid That's for it. That's crazy low. <laughs> you didn't say crazy high amount. You said crazy amount. Okay. Oh man. Um. Yeah. That's it for our top five. Uh, Kineticist. Thanks for not actually emailing us to do this. We just did it on our own accord. But thank you for inviting us to the media mixer. I will be attending. I'm going to officially say I'm going. That's awesome. You're going to be there. I wish I could. I really wish I could, but I have to run a pinball tournament that Thursday night. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I'd be security and like keeping Canada out. Yeah, they said you could have a plus one. Maybe I'd take them in. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's. Um, I don't think he's. I don't think Canada's actually going to show. I think he's. You know, he is. He stirs the pot. And he's like, oh, I might show up, but. He, if you follow him, you know his life is pretty busy right now, and I don't think he has time to go to Chicago. Right. And I appreciate Kineticist, like uh, the invite, the invite to buy us a beer. Thank you so much, Colin. 
Um, it's also put on by This Week in Pinball, so Will over there, too. So thank you, Will. Well, Johnny, make your good showing for us there. I'll, I'll try to. We don't have official swag, but I'll get like a Hello, My Name Is sticker and just put a Tribal Johnny. Perfect. Anything else? Or are we going to wrap this one up? Oh, we might as well wrap it up. Uh, Neil, hope you're doing well in Minneapolis. And remember, it's not too late to change your majors if you don't like it. Just change it now. Don't wait like three years, then change it. Don't ask how I know that. <laughs> if anyone out there wants to drop a line, you can email us at triballpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot Matt a tournament director question. He'll be happy to read it on the air. All right. Well, we'll see you guys on the next episode of Tribal Podcast. We'll have Neil on that one. I got him to tentatively commit to a Thanksgiving Day special. See you on Turkey Day. Borg out. There's a calm surrender to the rush of day when the heat of a rolling wind can't be turned away. Enchanted moment, and it sees me through. It's enough for this restless warrior just to be with you. And can you feel the love tonight? It is where.
It's enough to make kings and vagabonds believe the very best. Rooster Dick. <laughs>